Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sick in the City. We're Amanda and Mel, two sick chicks spilling the tea on chronic illness. We have a really fun episode planned today. We're going to be talking all about adrenal fatigue, catching up, and then we're going to end off with some hot gas as usual, heading right into fall season, which we're super excited about. So, hey, Mel, how are you doing today? Y'all, it's 70 degrees here in Texas. Y'all, it's fall. Y'all, hey, <laughs> y'all. It's not fall. <laughs> It is fall in my mind. So yeah, I, I wrote down in our outline, temps are dropping, pumpkins are popping, because that's yeah. just what I felt in my soul uh, this morning as I walked my dog, because it, it's been the hottest summer by record pretty much in Texas. There was a whole month where it was over 100 degrees and oh I was God. personally dying inside, especially after coming from New York, where when we moved in May, it was only like 79 degrees like it, in sure. May. it felt so good and we moved and then it was like 95 up to 100 and freaking 10. um and so just this past week we got so much rain last weekend that mm. it just sweeped in this big nice cold front i went mm. to home goods i went to michael's i'm trying to look for the pumpkins i'm ready you're ready um, it's happening oh, it, i'm a different person in the fall like i don't know about yeah. you but. Oh my god. Well, fall is I I thrive in fall cuz it's my birthday in a week or two. I don't even know how many days. I think it'll be probably a week from when this airs. Uh I love the fall. It's also the best season in New York. It's crisp. I mean, it's still kind of hot here. We're having a little bit of a heat wave this week still, so it's going to be in the in the 80s, but then it's it's going to be just beautiful fall it's hiking weather it's just yes. i'm excited it is magic fall in new york if if any of you have not been to fall in the northeast it's the most magical thing ever like there's this weird like just chill in the air but it's still like sunny and i don't even like i hope this gives you chills because i have chills right now but like <laughs> you know i shifted from iced matchas this week to warm matchas mm. you know that is the vibe yeah. Um, so at least that's putting a smile on our face. Cause I know Mercury is in retrograde and there have been a lot of feels, uh, lately. How long is this lasting? What so we... I think it's, it's September through October. I don't know the exact dates. We're actually going to have an astrologer on soon in October, which we're really excited about. That's going to fill us in on some of those things. But all I know is that Mercury has gone into retrograde and, everyone that I've been talking to is not okay. People mm. are emotionally not okay. There's crazy things going on. Actually, anecdotally, just on, on my side, I was just telling Mel that I was up all last night. I had insomnia. It was crazy. But even more crazy was that suddenly at five o'clock in the morning, we lost power on the whole block. What? Like total power outage. And I was like, that is Mercury. Mercury is here. There's no lights. I thought it was just us. I was like, oh, okay. Somebody knows I'm awake. They're turning off the power and coming to kill me. Clearly that's exactly oh. what's happening. Oh no. That was what I thought. So I was like in panic mode. Then I cre I looked outside and there were no lights on. That's scary. It was crazy. And then I crept into our bedroom and I was like, Rob, the power's out. He's like, okay, great. I'm still sleeping. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I know you mentioned to me that you experienced insomnia a lot, like in the past. And I didn't know that it's been a while 
since you haven't had it. So this has been kind of the first time in a while that you just, you couldn't sleep. That's got to be pretty exciting that like you haven't been experiencing it. But I feel like the first time it happens again is like, shoot, you know, <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. I on? just, I, I have no idea why, but it used to happen all the time when I first started really dealing with, you know, my illness and I used to call it, you know, pain somnia, right. Of just mm-hmm. like, you can't get comfortable. You're cramping restless leg syndrome is occurring, all of that stuff. And that's kind of what happened to me last night. It's probably been months. It probably hasn't happened since the spring. So I don't know if it's just, you know, changes in the temperature or something that's affecting me. So more to come on that, but yeah, it has been nice to not have to deal with it. It definitely, I was like, oh, this sucks. (laughs) I forgot how much this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's when you get your best TV watching done. I know that's essentially why the podcast was probably popping with hot gas when we first started, because you were watching TV all day and all all night. Yeah. (laughs) And got through how many seasons of Riverdale in a very short period of time? Yeah, exactly. I do my best TV watching. And when I was in school, my best homework, two o'clock in the morning, sending in homework and just crazy things. Because I'm one of those people with insomnia that I will not lie there and try to go back to sleep. I just get up and go watch TV or go read. I'm that's kind of my mentality with it. Like I don't like to sit there and then battle myself and watch the clock. I'm just like, no, no, let's give up. Accept defeat might as well be productive and might uh... as well. Might as well. (laughs) But so many people have been going through just emotional crazy stuff. There's a lot of people flaring. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on. So you know how have how have you been doing? Yeah, it's funny because this is such an on-brand topic for us at the moment because adrenal fatigue has been something kind of popping for me in the past couple of months. But I just, with all the changes that have happened in the past couple of months, have been really like stressed and kind of overwhelmed and just really exhausted. I mean, after my move and I started a new job and, you know, overall just my career change from photography to nutrition, like taking it back a year and a half, there's just been a lot of change. And so I was feeling really overwhelmed a couple of weeks ago and finally decided to start therapy. I haven't been in therapy for probably like five years. I, I was with a therapist for about a year when I was really, really sick just because I was really having a hard time coping with my emotions and I felt really sad all the time back then. So it really helped me back then. But since then I have been kind of, I work from home. So I've been looking for something a little bit more convenient to my schedule. And I heard about a great company called betterhelp.com. It's a website where it's like a monthly subscription essentially, but you fill out this really, really long questionnaire, which was really fun. Cause I love, I don't know. I love those things that are like make you think about your life and all the things that you need um perspective right but they pair you with somebody and then you get to meet with them over uh zoom if you want weekly which is so cool because i love meeting with somebody weekly but then you also have a chat space you can chat them anytime so you can like send the messages and they can send messages back to you and and you know you can get homework if you want homework but overall it's really just you know an outside person to to help you kind of manage and cope with your thoughts and and you can switch therapists if after the first call you just don't feel like i don't know like it's a fit it's super easy and chill it's like let me try someone new and you just click a button and they give you somebody new it's super relaxed i feel like too in therapy like if you don't have the right fit 
it just isn't going to be good for you. You know, you got to make sure that the person you're talking to, you really like. Oh, feel... it's like dating. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's totally like dating. I, I have talked to so many people that either get turned off from therapy because they meet somebody that they don't like, or you go through several until you find the right one. And so if you do find the right one right off the bat, then that's so lucky. I, I had to go through a couple. I basically interviewed therapists when I was looking for a therapist a few years awesome. ago, because it's what it's like, right? It's like, it's like job, like anything else. So you're kind of, you have to vibe and it has to be the right connection. Otherwise you won't feel safe to share information. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I was just really looking for, you know, a good energetic connection, like somebody empathetic who also is funny and like chill and I mean, they hit the nail on the head right away. I really like the person I was paired with, but, but for, if for whatever reason it doesn't feel good, it's no big deal if you switch, even after the first appointment, uh, the therapist is like, you know, let me know if you want to schedule with me again, or you can pick somebody else. And, um, you know, I wish you luck and just, it's really relaxed, which I think is awesome because I do think that that's something that deters a lot of people from therapy is feeling yeah. like they don't get along with their therapist and, and why waste all that time going into an office and driving somewhere. And then, it, you know, it just feels really overwhelming. So I really, really like it so far. It has been helping and I've been feeling a lot better, but I think, you know, jumping into the topic, mm -hmm. adrenal fatigue really is, has been a running theme for me in the past couple of months. I know. I know for, I mean, for you in the past too, and I, I can't wait to kind of dive into both of our personal yeah. experiences because really, I, I know I've probably dealt with it before in the past, but it was mm -hmm. never, so in my face that I knew that's what it was um because yeah. there was always so much other stuff going on with me and my health and like this really stemmed from me just being extremely exhausted from yeah. change and stress and so it left me in this position where I'll, I'll explain my experience at least with within the move because even before we moved it was a difficult decision deciding to move you know we kind of started the conversation back at the end of like march april and then we decided we were going to move we made all the plans we packed it took a really long time moved in may came back to texas we lived with my parents for about six weeks while we looked for a rental which was high stress in dallas finally moved in in july and within the first couple of weeks i i like didn't have any motivation to do anything i was exhausted I wanted to get packing done in like two seconds. I just wanted it done to the point where I basically like locked us in our house. The first weekend we were there, I was like, we're not making any plans until this place is unpacked, I demand. <laughs> and I mean, it was just a lot because I was so tired and I just really wanted it done. And then the first weekend everything was done. I, I didn't feel excited about socializing. Like I just wanted to lay in bed. I didn't want to do anything. and. I'm like, this is so unlike me. And Justin's so excited. Like we're back in Dallas. Let's see <laughs> all of our friends. I'm so excited. Let's go do all the things. And I'm like, oh, like nothing sounds fun to me. Like nothing sounds fun, which is so unlike me. And I was so confused. And I remember letting you know that that was going on. And yeah. like, Mel, like you're adrenally fatigued, hon. Like that's what's yeah. going on. <laughs> well, it's the thing about adrenal fatigue that's so interesting is that it's it's usually not the priority, right? Like if we're healing something like Lyme or we're healing something like mold, which is what your experience, right? You're focusing on that as the root cause, which is hundred percent the right thing to do. But mm -hmm. adrenal fatigue is usually happening as a result of that. And then what happens is, is that once we start healing the root cause and dealing with 
you know, getting all of that stuff out, then you have to deal with the adrenal fatigue that sort of lingers on. And that's like how, one of the reasons why it takes people so long to get better. And just a little bit of background on, on what it is for people that don't know, because it's not, adrenal fatigue is not something that's recognized by medicine by, by the medical community. So you're not going to go to a typical doctor and they're going to diagnose you with adrenal fatigue. There are adrenal insufficiencies, uh, diseases such as Addison's or Cushing's. Those are two things that happen with the adrenals that are real diseases. And it's not that adrenal fatigue isn't real. It's just that it's not something that you're going to get diagnosed with. So when I explain it to people, I always say that it's really a constellation of symptoms and what it is, is it's fatigue, it's joint pain, it's weight gain when you are putting weight on that you just can't get off, like water weight that just doesn't, like if people are coming to me and they're working out constantly, they're dieting really hard and they're not losing weight, I'm always think adrenal fatigue, things, things like headaches, migraines, there's issues with menstrual cycle because it ties into the hormones, specifically the hormone cortisol. It, it just becomes this constellation of symptoms. And what happens is, is that people realize they just don't feel good. Like they just mm-hmm. feel terrible. There's also digestive things that come into play with it. Right. So it's really hard to pinpoint what's adrenal fatigue and what's mold or what's Lyme or what's leaky gut, right? Like all these different things. So Adrenal fatigue essentially is what happens when someone has been in chronic stress for a long time, like Mel was just describing that she experienced. And it's almost like the cup sort of boils over, right? You're it's, it could be a million little stressors. It could be one big stressor. It could just be being stressed for months on end. I say things like people taking care of a a loved one that's sick, right? Like things like that, where you you're fine day to day, but then months, months go by and months go by. And then suddenly you're really sick and you, you don't understand why. Um, and it happens from things like mold and things like that. So I feel like it's important to kind of have that background, that chronic stress causes a constant release of cortisol. So people get into what's called a stress, what I call a stress loop, I should say, right. Or a loop of inflammation and their adrenals are not actually tired. They just aren't responding to stress cortisol response as they should be. So they stop, they said they're always in response is basically what's happening. So then you aren't able to fully react to things the way that your body should be. And then you get stuck. So your experience with having all these things happen, it's like, maybe if you just moved or maybe if it was just a job change, I don't know, but it's like all these things start to happen. And then what I was saying to you when this was going on was your cup was overflowing and suddenly you're drowning. (laughs) You're like, what's going on? Why don't I feel good? Why do I, why am I depressed? Why am I anxious? Why is this going on? And that's usually a sign that your adrenals need support. I feel like everyone can experience periods of adrenal fatigue. I mean, really what are kind of those steps to get out of it? Cause that's what I've been trying to figure out. Like, okay, in those moments, typically if I'm not using supplements yeah. or taking tests or changing my diet, like I'm just gonna nourish myself really, you know, like take time to relax, watch TV, do nothing, make no plans, which yeah. ultimately kind of made me feel super lame. Cause we were right. <laughs> you know, just back. Yeah, you're Dallas. like, hi, we're here. Not interested. Yeah. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I'm exhausted. But I mean, the thing that becomes an issue is that like, even when 
I went out in those first couple of weeks with people, I didn't really like enjoy myself. It was mm-hmm. kind of like I was forcing myself to go out and try and have fun. And then by the mm-hmm. end of the day, Justin's like, did you have fun? You know, I'm like, I think like it's, it's yeah, like, it's like weird... depression. It's a yeah. depression. It's that feeling of never feel rested. Even if you sleep, it's that feeling of just sort of being a robot through life zombie type of vibe, you know? And that's how I could tell that that was what was going on because you were like, I just have no zest (laughs) right now. And I'm like, you are your adrenals need support. Yeah. Zero zest. And I did kind of start on like a supplement that has been helping, but I also just have been really trying to create more balance, you know, like having weekends where I don't make any plans and, you know, turning off my computer at a certain time at the end of the day. And, and I mean, I constantly have a list of like fun shows and things I want to do, which really always excite me. Maybe that's not the case for everyone else, but you know, a good book or like, you know, a good meal or some things that really, really make you, you know, self-care, self-care. Right. Um, but I'd love to hear a little bit about your experience with it and kind of how it's manifested in your life. Yeah. So my experience with adrenal fatigue, I think from a personal perspective, I think the first time that it happened to me was probably about eight to 10 years ago when I was traveling the country for work. So I was, I was in, I was working for a popcorn company and I was literally traveling to hand out samples of popcorn throughout the country. I traveled for the life every few days. I was in a, a new hotel, a new city, an amazing experience, but it was a lot different time zones, all this, you know? So when I got home from that trip, I went on, I did it twice. When I got home from my first three, four months stint, I had put on so much weight and I could not get the weight off. And while I was there, while I was on the road, I was working out really hard. I was dieting really hard. Like I was still trying to keep some semblance of balance in my life, but it was physically so stressful for me to be doing this, all this traveling and be so uprooted. And then I went again. And then the second time I came back, I was just a shell of a human being. I mean, I just wasn't the same person anymore. I, and I could not figure out what was wrong with me because I was getting all these tests done. And then I was working with nutritionists. I was working with doctors. I was working with personal trainers who were making me feel like shit. Cause they were like, Oh, you're clearly cheating on your diet. Cause you're not losing weight. You're clearly not working oh. out hard enough. And I was a health coach at the time because I had become a health coach in 2013, but I wasn't as immersed into nutrition and chronic illness as I, as I am now. And so, you know, I would go to see these people that I thought could help me and they would just make me feel horrible. And I just, it was like, okay, well now I need to eat less. Now I'm going to do intermittent fasting. Now I'm going to do, now I'm going to run a marathon. And for whatever reason, I couldn't lose a pound. I couldn't do, it was like horrible. Mm. And I was miserable. I emotionally, I cried every single day. That's another tell for me is if people are weepy, I think, I think a lot with adrenal fatigue always comes to mind with me because it's, it's also an estrogen dominance goes, um, goes hand in hand with it. It's also the Kapha energy in Ayurvedic medicine, which is sort of that damp spring, cloudy crying. It's that vibe, right? That's kind of how I, how I envision adrenal fatigue. I feel like a cloud that's holding on to water (laughs) when I have adrenal fatigue. 
And so, you know, unbeknownst to me, I did all the wrong things during that time, right? I did all the wrong things. I worked out harder. I did all these different things. I I didn't really understand what was happening until years later. And interestingly enough, and I know that you have experience with this as well, is that I was living in a moldy environment. So it was the physical stress of this traveling constantly. I was, it was environmental stress. Cause I, my apartment that I kept going home to, plus God knows what was in these hotels. Right. I kept going home to a, a an apartment that had just survived hurricane Sandy. So there's black mold in the kitchen. And then they were ripping out the kitchen and I was working from home, breathing all of it in. Oh. Right. So, so that's another stress cause, right. Is like these bacterial infections or mold, environmental stress. It doesn't, the stressor doesn't necessarily matter. It's just what's starting to like build up. So anyway, years later, as I've now, you know, gone through Lyme disease and chronic illness and learned that I had had molds, you know, I had mold toxicity, all these different things. I started to realize what it was Mm -hmm. and that's how I learned about it. And there's no true test for adrenal fatigue, although you and I are familiar with one or two tests that they actually do do. But during that time, nobody said to me, let's test your stress hormones. Nobody said, right. let's do a cortisol test. Cause that's, you can tell from a cortisol test if, if you have it right. Or yeah. if you are estrogen, like there's different ways for us as functional and natural practitioners to infer Mm-hmm. Right. So you can do a Dutch test and I, I do it in my practice as well, where you can test those 10 years ago, they weren't, people weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were just yeah. like, you're clearly eating bonbons in your, in your room yeah, and I lying mean, to us. The, oh my God, I'm <laughs> just scarfing down ho-hos. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Meanwhile, I was like, I had three almonds today and yeah, I like I've eaten nothing. Yeah. I was like, I'm starving migraines because I was like starving myself. Yes. Yes. It was. Yeah. And also just one other thing I wanted to add, this is also a sign of it is that during that time I was working full time because this went on for a long time before I fixed it. I was sick all the time. So it's another thing is that if you are someone who has a lot of the symptoms that I mentioned, but also gets chronic colds, sinus infections, I had strep throat constantly. I was sick for like a year. I could not, I, I was just always sick. And that's another thing. Cause it lowers your immune system because yeah. your body's reacting to the stress and stops taking care of the other parts of your body, like digestion, like your immune system and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I think a big sign too, for me, when I can tell stress hormones are high, uh, I just stop having bowel movements. Like I, mm-hmm. they just halt. Um, mm-hmm. and I'll realize like after three days, like, oh my, oh, like I haven't gone. I haven't gone. Yeah. Oh no. And like, yeah. it, I think that's my worst fear now too. Cause when I first started getting sick, it's like, I wouldn't go for four or five days at a time, which was just a nightmare. Um, true nightmare. <laughs> and so yeah. now I get really scared when that kind of starts happening, especially this deep into, you know, my healing journey, right? Like we don't want that coming back. So at the first sign of that, I'm like, what can I do to fix this? You know, yeah. how can I adjust as fast as possible to get this back on track? Cause if you're not having a poop every day, like something's wrong. Something right. is It wrong. also, it also causes a toxic overload onto the rest of your organs. So if you are not, if you are constipated, you are toxic and what that does. So it's sort of this, 
I guess it's a, it's a cycle, right? Of if you are not going to the bathroom, you become overly toxic and your estrogen rises because we consume things such as xenoestrogens, which are in things like house cleaners and stuff like that. Right. So that raises our estrogen. So we then because then our estrogen raises our, our progesterone drops, and then we get stuck in this loop, right. Which then continues to cause more constipation and digestive issues because when we are stressed and releasing cortisol, our body goes into fight or flight. Right. And then it stops digesting. Like all of the functions stop. Yeah. My, one of my favorite mottos is rest and digest, rest and digest. I talk to so many people who are so chronically sick that they're scared of food and that, you know, stress from just experiencing that Mm -hmm. really stops the digestive process. It's doing the exact opposite of what we want to be doing in healing. And so what are some of these ways we can bring that down? Right. Um, There's so many Mm -hmm. ways. I mean, I'm, actually very excited to be doing a Dutch test and I'm doing an adrenal yeah. stress test. Uh, well, tell them what the Dutch test is. We're <laughs> okay. talking, we're being snobby practitioners. So I'm sorry. Um, let's, <laughs> let's explain what the Dutch test is. Somebody asked me if it was from the Netherlands. So I feel like we do need to explain what the Dutch test is. Okay. Yes, please take it away. <laughs> okay. So the Dutch test is a dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. So it tests all of the sex and reproductive hormones. So you can test your estrogen, testosterone, progesterone. It also tests your androgen. So your adrenal hormones, right? Because our, our adrenal glands actually sit right on top of our kidneys and they, there are hormones involved with them as well. Uh, they are a part of the endocrine system. They also have different varieties of the test that can do cortisol, insomnia, cortisol. So there's a bunch of different ones. So the one that Mel is doing is, is sex hormones and stress hormones, but there's other ones that they do. For example, they have a test called cycle mapping that, that I'm going to be doing that actually collects 25 samples you test throughout your entire cycle and then it helps to be able to tell that one's for women specifically the other tests are for both males and females but women specifically when their hormones are rising and when they're not rising based on where they're at in their cycle and this is important for someone who is ovulating right who is trying to have a baby or is there something going on within the cycle things aren't really happening the way they're supposed to happen and i'm i'm really excited i think this is really one of the things I've not gotten deep into within my healing journey, because I feel like hormones are constantly going to be a mess if you're still fighting off your root Mm -hmm. cause, if you're still healing from your root cause. And hormones are kind of one of those like last puzzle pieces we can take advantage of. I mean, and if you're not chronically ill and your hormones are just out of whack and you're stressed, like it's definitely a priority but for some of us that were fighting a million other things, it's kind of last on the list. So it's not really anything I ever, ever wanted to address because I just didn't think that it would be worth the time or money when I was still fighting mold and dealing with SIBO. And so now that I'm here and I you know, work alongside a really talented group of practitioners that can help me figure all this out, it's kind of a cool, exciting time to get to do it, especially when I'm experiencing periods of stress where... Um, I, I want to really learn about my hormones. I think ultimately that can help us be our healthiest selves, can help mm-hmm. us, you know, lose weight healthily, right? Like in the right way mm-hmm. and help us have easier and better periods and cycles and less stress. And yeah. ultimately, you know, there's so much good that can come from it. So 
but adrenaline can ultimately help you calm down and have more balance within that mm-hmm. as well. So it's definitely really a great avenue to explore if these are symptoms you've experienced. And and then it's about what do we do? What do we do to fix it? Right. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, obviously started talking to a therapist, but also just really tried to create more boundaries around the things that are stressing me out, create more balance, do some deep breathing when I feel that I need it. Um, you know, cancel plans if I feel like I need to really make my health a priority, uh, in these moments. But I mean, what are some other fun, uh, you know, supplemental or like food things people could do? Cause I know you do a lot of that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I almost, I wouldn't say exclusively work with people that have adrenal fatigue, but most of the people that come to me have adrenal fatigue. So yeah. I, my whole, my whole way of looking at it is I always try to focus first on removing the things that are causing the inflammation and causing the stress. If it is your job, it's not about quitting your job. It's about finding ways to manage stress. But if it is something like mold or Lyme, you do need to address that first because to Mel's point, you know, what you were just saying, Mel, was that you, there's no point in working on the adrenal health. If you're going to still be living in a stressful situation, that's going to be causing you, you know, an environmentally stressful situation that's going to be causing more stress. So I always say to remove the triggers, same thing with, with food, I'm very much about learning what is causing stress on the body and what causes stress in the food world is things that you're intolerant to, or you're allergic to. It's not, so I don't do specific food groups. I do learn what you are actually allergic to, what you're actually intolerant to, you remove those foods, right? Because you can't heal again, if you're having things that are causing inflammation and stress, then you can heal and you can nourish. So for me, it's adaptogenic herbs and supplements are really great. So things like schisandra, rhodiola, holy basil, those are favorites of, of mine. Um, I also really like nervine herbs for the nervous system. So things like skullcap is really great. Um, milky oat tops is another one. It's not actually milk, but they <laughs> hold on milky yeah. oat tops. Uh-huh. I love that. They're amazing. They're amazing. They're like these little green things you have to, you'll have to buy them. People always ask me also where to get these herbs. I usually buy them in bulk if you get them on, on Amazon, but just to plug, just to plug myself here for a second in my olive and grace hat is that I make tinctures that have nervine herbs or have adaptogenic herbs in them like schisandra berry, which is my favorite and holy basil. But I really like adaptogenic herbs because they are the herbs that help your body adapt to stress, right? If you are too wired, they bring you back down. If you're low and depressed, they bring you back up. They really help to sort of assimilate the the body into homostasis. So I love those. And then lastly, I think in terms of behavioral and lifestyle stuff, it's really is about taking a step back. You can't be in that state and say, well, doing what I was doing. That's like, well, I'm going to eat less now you actually need to nourish your body and your nervous system. So you can do that by doing Mm. exercises that are more in flow, maybe Mm. yoga. Although I just had mentioned last week, I was just talking about this on, on YouTube. And I was saying that I could, when I was so messed up, I couldn't even do yoga because I didn't want anyone to tell me what to do. Like I only could listen to music and just be like, do my interpretive crazy dance stuff that I do. Right. But like, that's super important. So it's kind of like detox and then heal and nourish. And so taking a step back from some of those workouts, 
breath work is a wonderful tool doing breathing techniques. That is something that can help you to detox. It could run your, it can help with your vagus nerve, which also helps with digestion. So doing a, you know, a breath example would be breathing in for four seconds and breathing out for six. That's one of my favorite. You want the exhale to be a little bit longer, but doing things like that, right. Meditation apps, you know, just really focusing on caring for yourself the way that you would care for a baby or a loved one, just nourish and care. And I I've always reached for, you know, those coffee replacements or caffeine replacements too. In those moments, I try to lessen, you know, the amount of caffeine I'm drinking. Yes. So yes, I'm a big fan of the adaptogenic mushroom coffee replacements like Four Sigmatic or uh, things like Rasa. If you've ever heard of Rasa, Mm -hmm. you can get that on Amazon. Um, Actually help your adrenal glands adapt to stress. That's why they're called adaptogens. Mm -hmm. So they can be really, really powerful. And I've worked with a lot of people that have come off of caffeine, dealing with caffeine withdrawals who use adaptogens and automatically their withdrawals are fully gone. So I'm a big proponent of that. But things like Himalayan sea salt, natural sea salt are really nourishing to the adrenals, vitamin C from lemons and citrus fruits and things like that. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of really kind of fun, trendy, like adrenal cocktails that you can see on, on Google and stuff now that's basically just all orange juice, which I don't know if I would recommend, but you know, I always (laughs) will throw a little bit of sea salt into my water during these Mm -hmm. times and, and things like that. Take a break from heavy working out and maybe just do long walks. And so it's just all about that balance. And then as soon as you feel like things are getting back to normal, you're feeling better jumping back into things when you're ready, but but it's a process. And I mean, there's definitely a lot of tools and resources to use. And I mean, it's awesome. Amanda now is able to do some of these tests if you're interested in them. And as well as Olive and Grace, which truly like, I love her products. This is not just like a plug, but like, they're so, so good. Making um, me blush. And they're so, they're so clean. They're, I mean, the packaging is so pretty. I've had so much fun photographing oh. those with you too. So I'm so happy that's back. I know it's been a long time coming. So definitely check that out. Yeah. I'm just excited to be able to give them to clients and stuff. Cause I do, people do ask me a lot for these different blends. And then I feel like I don't have anything to give them because I don't really, you know, I don't really shell much, you know? So I, I'm just like, I really want it to be something that I touch and that I trust and that I, that I believe is quality. But I think if, there's things that you can do if you feel that this might be you just because I know that it could be overwhelming and it could be really, you know, stressful. So some of the things that you can do with, you know, are obviously find resources online. There's a lot on social media. I work with people one-on-one for this right now, but I also have a virtual course on called the nourish hormone on hormones that I actually do a whole module on adrenal fatigue, have a couple of YouTube videos and different things like free resources as well. If you would like on Instagram and YouTube, you know, what, what do you guys do to support this? Yeah. I mean, there's some really, really great, powerful supplements, but it is just all about everything we talked about before. It's it's the educating piece on on what you need to create that balance in your life, to minimize yeah. stress, to prioritize your health. It's It all comes back to that. And I mean, ultimately, if you are still dealing with stressors in your environment, like that's really what I'm all about. And I know the mold piece is such a huge thing, um, but there's there's a lot of potential triggers and st- stressors in your environment, in yeah. your you know cleaning supplies, in your 
home, toxicity just in general, getting a good air filter always mm -hmm. is a good priority. Yeah. Um, getting water filters. So that's really like where I come in. Uh, and I do have my my mold ebook on my website that if you are dealing with mold, always is going to be a good option to just help you get started and learn what you need to learn so that it's not so overwhelming. Because I really found that that's what was so stressful to me during that time is like, I had to figure it all out on my own. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, everybody that I was working with was just calling me the mold girl because it was all I would talk about. I'm like, I did this new mold test. And I did, I figured this out. And like, I was like, who are you? Yeah. you know? Well, you it's, can't heal unless you address that. That's the whole yeah. thing, right? And the same thing with Lyme. A lot of people who have Lyme disease also have mold illness and the mold sort of sits on top of the Lyme. So you have to heal the mold and get rid of the mold. And I do think that that's really overwhelming and stressful for people because if it is in your home is the expectation that you just pack up and leave. Right. Oh. You know, there's, there's so much there. And I know we did an entire episode on mold, which if mold is you definitely read <laughs> Mel's ebook, go see Mel, like, and then listen to our, our episode on that. But I will just say from an environmental stress perspective, finding the root cause, whether it is environmental, emotional, physical, whatever it is, finding that out and addressing that, then you can heal, but you need to detox first, essentially. Yeah, one step at a time, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if adrenal fatigue is your one and only, um, I there are very many resources and hopefully this episode is really helpful because ultimately it is just knowing what you need to do and how you need to prioritize and and slowly but surely things will start falling into place. So, I mean, feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions in regard to it, but um, I hope you all start nourishing yourselves as soon as possible because we are all busy bees. I mean, especially us in our, you know, 20s, 30s, 40s, women, you know, rushing around. <laughs> There's just a lot going on these days. So, uh, I, I mean, if you're not adrenally fatigued, hats off to you. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. It's like, good job, good job. <laughs> Well, I know something that's been nourishing me uh, and my health has been TV lately. Um, so I would love to jump into hot goss if we're ready, because, oh boy, do mm -hmm. I have a treat for you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Hit us with it. <laughs> okay. So I wrote down that there's this show coming out called Tell Me Lies on Hulu weeks ago. I fully forgot about it because I had seen the trailer and I was like, that looks good. So I wrote it down to look out for it. And it came out two days ago and I watched it last night. There's only three episodes out. I didn't think it was going to be like that good. It looked a little like after kind of like mm. toxic relationship, real steamy in college, like sexual tension going on. And I watched it. And within the first like five, 10 minutes, I was like, Ooh, this is good. And I watched two episodes and it's the kind of show like I, I was verbally like making noises. I was like, oh, whoa, like, you know, like, what is it what? about? I don't, well, first of all, I'm okay. offended at myself that I have not read this book, whatever it is. It's if I ever see a show or a movie that is from a book and I haven't read it, I'm like, where was I? Was I under a rock? Like what's going on? Yeah. So there's that piece, but also what is it about? I don't understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it is based on a New York times bestselling book. Who knows when it came out? I don't know. I've never heard of it. Um, yeah. apparently Emma Roberts is a producer, so that's interesting. Um, so what it's about is this girl named Lucy who in the first episode, we meet her in three, like three different chapters of life. We meet her when she's like, 
26 and then we meet her like when she's 18 like going to college so we like meet her at the beginning uh when she's kind of reuniting with her college friends at a wedding and she's like worried about seeing this boy who she dated in college and so mm-hmm. the first episode's us like learning about their relationship and like how they first met and how who this character is and she's dealt with trauma and stress in her life that's ultimately like led her to not really ever find a relationship that excites her and so this bad boy steven comes in and it's very you know hardened scott from after where he kind of like seduces not seduces but like excites this young freshman and he's a junior in college and so ultimately you can tell it's gonna be a little toxic because he's kind of telling lies there's like things going on behind the scenes for all of them um there was a death that happened on campus in the first episode like there's just all this like cool interesting story that's playing out in the first couple episodes but i can tell there's going to be a lot of twists and turns excitement um i really like the acting's really really good so that always intrigues me something i did want to touch on is that this guy who plays the lead i don't know what's going on like in this new generation but like i am not attracted to any of these like (laughs) you always say this (laughs) like these new leading guys i just don't think he's cute and like i don't know maybe i don't know he has ripped abs i will say like the first time he took off his shirt i was like whoa (laughs) what put that away because i was overwhelmed but um in general i don't know but dude the nudity like this is like is a teen a show and it, it's not a lot a lot but past. like the sex scenes these days are intense like way more intense than i've seen in like any teen anything so i'm intrigued i'm excited um i truly could have watched all three episodes last night they're an hour long and thank god because i feel like we all need something like this it's been yeah. a while since i've had something like this so i know what i'm doing this weekend like that's all i mean if i if i don't feel any type of vibe with the leading man if i don't feel like the chemistry is there oh and there's chemistry yeah. oh, okay because no, no, no. then i'm not gonna be into it i need to, to feel the the vibe i don't think you're supposed to like him like i think oh, he's yeah. kind of a bad guy uh and i think that that's kind of what the story is about is this like toxic pull that this guy has kind of on her you know in the same way that after yeah has with Harden you know where it's not like he's 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 wounded he's mysterious he's kind of a bad boy he's got tattoos uh he's an older guy in college and like sweeps in and so yeah I mean in general I am very excited to see where this goes i'm so sad there's only three episodes out but it seems like there's probably going to be two episodes a week that come out so which is great i did not expect this to be so good so like watch it uh you're gonna love it i'm gonna watch it but i feel like i'm gonna read the book first we'll see i'm (laughs) gonna go to barnes and noble right after we talk i mean (laughs) i i don't know i have to i have to see if i go to barnes and noble today and it's there I mean, I'll read it. Fate, then. fate. Yeah, meant to be. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what you think because I, I know for those of you who, you know, just spoil away, uh, I have another friend who was like, I already looked up the ending. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Why do we do that to ourselves? I mean, but- I just, I always feel like I have to read the books first, but when I watched the summer, I turned pretty, I didn't, hadn't read the books yet, but then I read them after I read the rest of the series. Cause I wanted to know what would happen. Yeah. I really wish I was more into reading. Cause I've heard those books are so good. And I mean, even more so I'm excited for the show. I mean, there's been so many shows that have been waiting so long to come out with season mm-hmm. two. I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah. I mean, just lately I've been realizing like uh, Outer Banks and and like mm-hmm. Sweet Magnolias and that Jenny and Georgia and mm-hmm. Firefly Lane like we've been talking about they're all, all coming shows. back yeah they're coming back but it's just taken a while like longer yeah. than a year and I've been realizing that lately I'm like what's going on it's taking so long and Virgin Rivers out here like putting out a season every six months so yeah, I, I yeah, who knows what's going on with that? I don't know. But speaking of after and dysfunction, I need to talk about Beautiful Disaster, please. Because okay, so Beautiful Disaster is a book that I read as the sick in the city um, bookworm, <laughs> resident bookworm. I read it probably like ten years ago, and it is also very much in the after. 50 shades of gray type of toxic relationship vibe prior to those coming out. And, but it has that same exact vibe. It's like this problematic toxic relationship. And I will never forget reading it. And a couple of my girlfriends read it at the same time and talking about it and being like, Oh my God, this book was so problematic 10 years ago, even, but we loved it. Like it was so, it was so good, like totally sucked you in. But again, like he was the, the main character is a, is a woman who goes to college, get, starts, you know, hanging out with this older guy who, this is our a, thing. This is, this is our thing. I know this is, our this, thing. Is, this is the story. <laughs> this is the story, but this is the original story. <laughs> this is the orig. Okay. Um, and anyway, but he's, he's yes. Bad boy tatted up. He's like in this underground fight club, but he becomes like obsessed with her and is so, so controlling, very, very intense. And that's the stuff that was toxic and problematic because I think in a, like reading it now, because I reread it immediately after I saw the trailer, because now it's 10 years, I just remembered that I liked it. What I, how I remembered that it was what I read was because he calls her pigeon Yes. In the book um, and in the movie, right? He calls her pitch or he calls her pigeon. And that's how I realized. And what's very funny about that is that Rob does not have many nicknames for me, but he calls me birdie. And so I like have this like connection of this, right? So anyway, at in the last scene of the trailer, he says something about pigeon. And I was like, oh my God, it's beautiful disaster. No, I rewatched the trailer and I forgot that line at the very end. It's like, it's like, I don't want to have sex with you, Pigeon. I want to be close to you. Is that what yeah. he says? He's like, are you something like, I want to like, just be around you or be yes. near you. Yeah, uh. it's it's definitely a super toxic situation. But I don't know. I just loved it. So anyway, reading it now because I saw the trailer, went to Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble is clearly down the street for me. And I go there regularly. I was like, I need this book now. Thank they goodness. couldn't even find it. It was like beat up. It was like one copy, like, cause the movie hasn't even been really circulated yet. I read it. And I was like thinking about myself 10 years ago when yeah. I read it and being like, so like, oh, this is so 
fun. Like, let me find myself a bad boy. Now that I am married to Rob. <laughs> so bad. I am realizing that, that, that I, yes, where I was mentally and emotionally 10 years ago, not the same places now. I'm like, oh my God, he's so annoying and so controlling this guy, not Rob, this guy in the book. And I was like, I don't know what I thought was sexy about that, but it was so good. And yeah, I just, I'm really excited about that. It, that's coming out in um, 2023, yes. but and, I recommend and, reading the book. And for all of us, all of our Sprouse lovers, um, it's Dylan Sprouse who mm-hmm. is the lead, which I think is so funny because Cole Sprouse has been on the scene in Riverdale and doing all these other things for so long. And Dylan's really only done one movie recently. Um, and so this is kind of new for him. I mean, I don't think he's ever really been in like a lead romantic anything no but he but it's the same people that made after and so Mm -hmm. he was in after and so I think that that's why there's I think there's some crossover there in terms of the people in the movie but in after he played kind of like a nerd and now he's playing a bad boy and I don't know you know I love me some Jughead so I'm kind of like I know (laughs) here for it and he he's he's like I don't know who's hotter of the Sprouse twins, which I don't think I ever yeah. expected to say that. <laughs> I mean, sentence I don't in my know. Life. Is it legal to say that? <laughs> they're in their twenties. It's fine, but they were children when I was in high school. So you know, here we I are. Mean, but I can't. we've we've evolved. We've all evolved. <laughs> I and- mean, we all saw Big Daddy. I don't know if I could ever make it past. <laughs> that oh god we really i really was so into like the bad boy trope in college too like damon from the vampire diaries yeah it's the typical it is the vampire like it is the twilight Twilight. like the whole thing that we on 50 shades like all this stuff so very similar to that but i think it's it's a fun one so i definitely recommend reading that one yes and then i know you have some music news i mean I could talk about it the whole episode, but like, (laughs) I'm going to leave it at this. Taylor Swift is coming out with a new album. We're here. It's the new era of Midnight's, the sister, what people are saying, the sister album of Lover, because Lover originally was going to be called Daylight. And this was three years ago now. The pandemic changed everything in the course of Taylor Nation. And so now we're here. We've gone through two more albums, Folklore and Evermore. We're back to like Taylor's real deal thing. And all I'm going to say is that I think this might be the first album you listen to because, and let me preface. (laughs) Who is this wishful thinking? (laughs) I just, I'm hopeful. You know, I'm constantly, I'm keeping it positive because my plan, she hasn't gone on a tour since 2018 when she did Reputation. And I don't think I've ever told you this story, but I was originally supposed to go. And Reputation's like the most famous tour of like freaking all time. It was so massive. And she sold out like the Dallas Cowboy Stadium two nights in a row. And and I had really good tickets. I spent so much money. And I ended up having to cancel because um, my brother-in-law essentially was getting married. And so I couldn't go to the concert. So this is the first time I'm going to be able to see her in a really, really long time. And my plan is to come up to New York for whatever midnight's tour she does i'm not going <laughs> you're not no you don't have to go i'm not going don't get me involved in this I'm no just this going. is fully like a sister moment uh you know my brother's girlfriend has never seen taylor she's been a <laughs> huge fan of her her whole life but i will be in town essentially so i'll need your your support 
I'm here to support you. Thank you. But yeah, that's about as far as it's going to go. I mean, I've been seeing it on everybody's been posting about stuff, but what? I have not listened to any of her mm. albums. Oh, ever. no. I mean, they're all it's a, it's an acquired like if you've never listened, it's really overwhelming. But like this album, I have a feeling is going to be really, really different um, because she's been branching out with her music in the past couple of years, especially like with her whole folk thing she did during the pandemic, that was a big like leap for her. And there's big rumors about that this is gonna be more of like a 60s, 70s kind of like disco rock mm-hmm. vibe, like little um, Bob Dylan, like Billy Joel, like there's all sorts of weird rumors coming out. So I think it's gonna be a really different vibe for her, which I'm really, really excited to see. So that's all I'll say for anyone who's a Swifty. Hey, I see you, I hear you, you're with me. Let's get to October 21st. Um, But on another note, I did have another show that I watched that I wanna recommend called The Resort on Peacock, which Mm. stars the mother from How I Met Your Mother, uh, Kristen Milioti. Oh yeah, 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 I don't love her. I have never really loved her that much in shows either. She plays like a really specific character. Yeah. This is the first time I've really liked her. Um, She plays this kind of sad woman who's gone through a lot of trauma in her life. And her and her husband go to this all-inclusive resort in like Cancun for their Mm -hmm. 10-year anniversary. And they stumble upon a cell phone in the woods that belonged to a high school student who went missing 15 years prior and she kind of yeah she kind of like digs into the mystery of it all because she's processing her like own trauma and so she gets really invested in trying to find out what happened to this kid because this is like the first big evidence that's come out in like 15 years and she gets personally invested and there is kind of a time travel element to it which is really interesting interesting and so it's a little like sci-fi mystery comedy it's very hard to explain i've not watched a show like it before but i really really enjoyed it so i recommend but uh the things we're looking forward to let's end on that because tonight tonight there's a new season of cobra kai that is out i don't know if you're caught up fully but yeah i am no i'm fully caught up we did it rob and i we did it we figured it out Good, 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 because I'm so excited. I love this show so, so much. I didn't even know it was coming back so soon. Yeah, so they filmed the last season and this the season mm. back to back. So, so good. I think because the kids are getting so much so, so much older. Um, and I don't think technically this is the last season. I think that they're all the, the young actors are just getting more popular and like booking more mm-hmm. gigs. So they're trying to like put these things together because they have to train. I mean, the, the karate they do is real like in the show yeah they probably can't go too long without without doing it to be honest like unless they have them continually working out while they're doing it exactly so i'm very excited to watch that and uh next weekend (laughs) if any of you watched fate the wink saga uh the season season two comes out next weekend i don't know how invested i'm gonna be in that this time around i really only watched it because it was like covid and yeah i mean we liked it that no we liked it i mean it's fun it's fun to escape into fantasy from time to time i i actually speaking of new things that came out in the fantasy world is i watched the lord of the rings show there's a show there's a brand new show that just came out that is called rings of power 
and it's a new Lord of the Rings show. And I'll just, I won't talk too much about it, but I just, I am married to a diehard Lord of the Rings fan that yeah. had to, I had to go through, it was like a hazing when we first started dating to like, <laughs> yeah. I had to watch it. But so I told Rob that I wanted to watch it with him. Cause I do like some fantasy stuff. And all I will say is that only a couple episodes have been released. It's on Amazon prime. It is beautiful, like a very aesthetically pleasing. So yeah. I'm not so sure about the story just yet. Cause it's kind of unfolding, but absolutely beautiful. If so, if you are a Winx saga fan, <laughs> I would also check out Lord of the Rings power yeah. of the ring or whatever rings of power. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, just really beautiful. I will say the Winx saga got a little more interesting now that I know that the two main characters are dating in real life. Like yeah, we liked it. We liked it. We did. The like it it I was just it. the last scene of it season one where like her wings bust out and like yeah, there was, was a lame. weird EDM like song that played and it just lost me. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but everything else was like great. So I'm yeah. I'm probably gonna watch, but yeah, I think it's really fun now knowing that like the two lead love interests are actually mm-hmm dating in real life. It's always so fun when that happens. So, you know, I'll be watching, but that's really all the hot goss we had today. And I did want to make sure we talked about your course. So tell everybody what to look forward to, because this is very exciting news. Yes. So I have a, another virtual masterclass coming out. So the last one I did was live on the Vegas nerve, and this one is going to be pre-recorded. So there's pre-sale available now. It's called go with the flow. It's all about the lymphatic system, learning the anatomy, how lymph flows. And then there's a lot of hands-on videos teaching you how to flow your lymph from, you know, something I call lymphatic dance, which I is a, is a riff on ecstatic dance. I sort of just made it up lymphatic dance, but it's a way to move your lymph as well as cupping and dry brushing and massage. So if you sign up now, you get early bird pricing. And then on September 17th, which is the launch date, it will all appear and you can go at your own pace and you'll have all the content and just in time for my birthday on September 19th. So that was why we chose that date because I will actually be out of town while everyone is enrolling and entering into school. So I'm really excited for that. You can sign up through my website. We'll put all the links of everything we talked about today in episode notes. Yes. Perfect. As always, if you enjoyed, please, please, please leave a rating or review or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We look forward to talking to you guys in a few more weeks. Let's get into the fall season. And as always, stay healthy. Bye.